0: Take a journey with me to a distant memory. Beneath the fluorescent hum of hospital lights, I have a guitar in tow, my heart is heavy, my breathing is deep, but my hands remain steady. We're not just walking through corridors. Today we are navigating the corridors of life and the thresholds of death. This is my first extubation as a music therapist And if this word is new to you, an extubation is the process in which an individual is removed from life support. It is a sensitive and precious moment to experience, and I have had the privilege to be invited into these moments during my time working in hospice. As I reach his room, a sanctuary of silent prayers and whispered goodbyes, I see her, his life's companion, Her tears are an echo of their shared laughter and memories and now shared sorrow. They're not just waiting. Oh no, they are holding on to hope. And I am here to provide a melody to guide them through this final dance together. With each chord I play, I feel the pulse of his fading heartbeat. I synchronize my rhythm to the legacy of his spirit. The stand-by-me melody blooms in the air a tender serenade to love, to life, to this bittersweet farewell. This is their song. As the machines grow silent, my song swells to try to fill the void. In this moment, this is more than music. It's a bridge between worlds, a comfort to the grieving souls clutching each other and finding solace in shared sorrow and the beauty of a final serenade. And as I strum the last note, I take the gentle step back, leaving a trace of harmony amidst the heartache and loss. This room, this moment, this song, it's etched into my being, a poignant reminder of life's fragility and the profound power of a goodbye. That day, as a music therapist, I didn't just witness an end. I became a part of something eternal, actually it became a part of me. And encounters like these, with life's delicate edges, have sculpted my understanding, my entire journey, my reason for being, the lens through which I see the world and my life. This moment has forever changed me, and I will never forget it. And to that woman, holding the hands of her loved one, Thank you for allowing me to be a part of that moment. Welcome to Seven by 35, the podcast where each journey tells a story. I'm your host, Daphne Clark, and together we will explore the seven continents of the world and my seven pillars of wellness that help me create a life full of joy, peace, and fulfillment. So, whether you're seeking adventure in the vast corners of the earth or in the depths of your soul, you're in the right place. Every episode is a step towards understanding, a guide to finding your own path, and a celebration of the beauty of our world. So, let's embark on this journey together. So, here we are. It's just you. Me and the kind of conversation that feels like a warm hug on a cool foggy morning. Imagine we're lounging in a cozy nook of a cafe, coffee mugs in hand, and I'm about to spill not just a little latte, but the tales of a year that's been nothing short of a whirlwind. Let's start with the numbers, because wow, they tell a story. In 2023, I glided across the skies for over 100,000 miles, 108,120 miles to be exact. Sounds like a lot? I spent 111 days on the move, dipped my toes into the cultures of nine countries, wandered through 38 cities, and embraced 23 trips that each told a different chapter of my story. How did this journey even begin? This was not always part of the plan for my life, and I thought I knew what it took to live a good life. Then I stopped and looked up and realized something. I am not living. I am merely surviving life. I was wrong. I think most of us were. We grow up and we're told to live a happy, fulfilling life, you must do X, Y, Z. So you work so hard to accomplish X, Y, Z, then you have X, Y, Z in front of you and you look up and you're like, is this what I really wanted? No. For me, I was wrong. My life is very different from what I thought it would be. But you know what? It's not about being right. It's about being happy. So I am happy to say I was wrong. Forget what I thought about life. I am not who I thought I would be, but I love who I am today. I love the life that I have today. It's not perfect. It's not easy. It doesn't come without hard work, but I'm happy and that's the goal. But here's the thing about journeys. Here's the thing about life. It's not just about the number of miles you travel. It's about what you leave behind and what you choose to carry forward with you. So what am I leaving in 2023? It feels like everyone has hopped onto this trend, so I might as well join the bandwagon. Let's start with leaving behind the weight of depression. In 2023, it felt like no other year. Like an old suitcase too heavy to lug around. How about we add to that unfulfillment and low self-confidence? I traded that in for the kind of self-belief that shines brighter than any city I've visited or admired as I've flown over. And you know what? I've been hiding my talents under a bushel, but no more. It's time to let that light blaze. Fear? <laughs> it's had its time steering my ship for far too long. I'm ready to take the will now and chart a course for the life I've always dreamed of. So Daphne, if that's what you're leaving behind, what are you taking with you? Was there anything good that happened in 2023? Of course, there are quite a few treasures. First off, there's a global entry. Talk about a fast pass to the globe-trotting life. It's a process and can take time to obtain, but there is something to relish as you walk past those never-ending custom lines, especially when you return to the US. And yes, before you ask, I have left friends behind in those lines. They know I love them and I will always say, get your global entry so we can walk through together. Until then, I'll see you on the other side. (laughs) But I digress. (laughs) What else am I taking with me this year? Therapy, that's a keeper. It's like having a lighthouse guiding me through foggy days and as a therapist, I believe everyone should have access to therapy. And you will also appreciate a therapist who has experienced therapy themselves. So if you're looking for a therapist, keep that in mind. My personal trainer is definitely coming with me in 2024. We are sculpting the story of a healthier me. It has been challenging, but I am actually enjoying taking better care of myself. Who would have thought? <laughs> now what else am I taking with me into 2024? A new job. Yes. I worked so hard to find a job that supports my life, where I have an opportunity to do something I'm good at and actually enjoy without draining my spirit. That was not the case prior to coming to my current company. And I tell you, you don't know how much of an impact your job has on you mentally, physically, emotionally, and sometimes you don't realize it until you step away and let it go that might have led into my deep depression. My body was constantly in survival mode, fight or flight. All of my cortisol at a peak high, just trying to make it through. And when my body realized I didn't have to operate at that level anymore, it was a hard fall down. It took some time to regulate, therapy helped, traveling helped, (laughs) and I'm better for it. Finally, in 2023, My experience to Africa, that continent taught me gratitude in ways I can't wait to share with you. I promise that's a story for another day, but that golden moment of seeing my seventh continent and being able to witness that with my mom, that's a memory etched in my heart forever. I'm also carrying forward this newfound fortress of peace and energy. It's mine and I'm guarding it with everything I've got. I say it all the time to my friends, protect your peace. Now here we are in 2024. I'm really excited about 2024 if you can't tell. (laughs) It's the canvas I'm about to paint with the most vibrant colors. We've got the podcast of course, then there's performing. I have not performed in years and boy do I miss it. Something just switches on inside of me. If you haven't seen me perform, it's a different Daphne and highly recommend you experience it one day. There's nothing like using my voice and my music to tell my story. And what about love? It's on the horizon because I'm ready to find that harmony with someone else's melody. I am staying open to the possibilities of allowing someone to join me on this journey. And after being single for a long time, it is an adjustment to make, but we'll get into that another time. And last but not least, what I'm most excited about this year, ikigai. I may not be saying that correctly, but ikigai is a Japanese concept that means a reason for being. It's the place where passion, mission, vocation, and profession intersect. Where what you love meets what you're good at, what the world needs, and what you can be rewarded for. Imagine waking up each morning with a sense of purpose that fuels you, a direction that drives you forward, and activities that fill you with joy and satisfaction. That's what Ikigai is all about, finding joy in life through purpose. But how do you approach this path? Where do you begin? How do you uncover your own Ikigai? Well, it begins with four simple questions, and I'm going to share them with you now. So if you have a pen and a paper or your notes section open, get ready to go. Number one, what do you love? Think about what gets you excited and what activities can you lose yourself in? What fascinates you? What makes you light up like a child in a candy store? Second question, what are you good at? Reflect on your skills and strengths. What do others seek your advice in? What do your friends always ask you about? What tasks can you complete with little effort compared to others at work? Question number three, what does the world need from you? Contemplate the needs you can meet the problem you can solve. What are the issues you feel passionate about and what can you contribute to make a difference in the lives of others? Finally, question number four, what can you be paid for? I think that's a very important question, right? Consider the services, products or value you can provide that others are willing to pay for. Consider the time you spend with others that help change their day for the better or help clear up questions they've been pondering on that helps get them closer to their goals. Finding your Ikigai is a journey, not a destination. And we know this show is all about the journey. It's a constant process of evolution, self-discovery, and mindfulness. Three of my favorite things. (laughs) It's about balancing the spiritual with the practical. The personal with the societal. The passion with the profession. So take the time to explore these questions. Write down your thoughts. Discuss them with friends or meditate on them in solitude. Your ikigai isn't just about a career or a hobby. It's about your entire way of living. As for me, this year, I'm approaching my Ikigai through the stories I share, the songs I write, the trips I take, and the connections I make along the way. And I invite you to do the same. Now, Gather around, my friends, as we dive into the heart of 7 by 35. The numbers don't only mean seeing seven continents before turning the age of 35. No, there is some significance in the number 7. To complete, to make whole. It's about the seven pillars that hold up the grand pavilion of my wellness and joy. Each one a stepping stone on our path to fulfillment. And I hope that I inspire you to discover your own pillars of wellness what you need to live a life full of joy, peace, and fulfillment. Maybe we'll have some in common, maybe we won't. This is a personal journey for you, but you don't have to go at it alone. So, allow me to introduce you to my seven pillars of wellness. First up, my Globetrotter spirit. Think of it as my inner compass that points towards adventure. It leads me to the breathtaking land of Oceania. That's Australia and New Zealand. Both of those countries taught me that true exploration is not just about the miles traveled, but the experiences that shape us. Then there's my harmonic creation pillar. It's the rhythm of my life. The melody of the soul that finds its echo in the cobblestone streets, and grand concert halls of Europe. Something romantic, something passionate, Here, music and art aren't just pastimes. They're the language of the heart, the universal connector. My third pillar, the Faithful Foundation, is as profound and awe-inspiring as the icy silence of Antarctica. Man, what a beautiful, majestic place on this earth. Faith in whatever shape it holds for you offers a sanctuary, a sacred space within that guides us through life's storms. Now let's journey across Asia. This is where I discover my therapeutic growth pillar. From ancient healing practices to modern therapy sessions, it's about nurturing the seeds of personal growth and blooming into the fullest version of yourself. This will be for another episode, but I do believe my trip to Thailand last year was a turning point for me. I arrived to that country in one state and left in a completely different state. Just in a matter of 10 days, I went through self-discovery, self-reflection, coming face to face to the pain and the depression, being okay and comfortable in the stillness and the silence of my thoughts. This is where I grew and I look forward to sharing more. But let's keep moving and let's talk about my community circle pillar, the embrace of belonging, It's the cookouts, the block parties, the happy hours, the close-knit bonds found across North America. This pillar reminds me that we're part of something larger, a community that shapes and supports us. Everyone needs a community. Please remember that. Now, as we journey south, we find the mindful journey in the vibrant heart of South America. My next pillar of wellness, mindfulness, teaches me to live with intention, to savor each moment and to navigate the rapids of life with serene clarity and honesty. Life is not about being honest with others. It's also about being honest with yourself. We all have feelings and I know you will hear people say, you are not your feelings, don't let your feelings own you. There is some truth to that, but I believe we've leaned on that philosophy too hard, where we forget that we still need to acknowledge our feelings. They exist for a reason, so we must face them head on and move through them, not move around them. Lastly, the heart of gratitude pillar. Africa, with its wide skies and open arms, taught me that gratitude is more than a feeling. It's a way of being. And when you have visited a place where your ancestors lived under the worst conditions imaginable, but still survived and made it so that you can be here today, ah, I am here today because they survived. So I don't just owe it to myself to live and make the most of this life. No, no, no. I have too much gratitude for those who came before me. To make my life just about me. So these are the seven pillars that have held me up. They have carried me across continents and through life's tapestry. And as we go on this journey together this season, I invite you to build your own pillars, find your own continents within, and share in the stories that bind us all. Now, as our time together comes to a close, I do want to leave you with one thought a gentle nudge to ponder on until we meet again. Life, my friends, moves through seasons, much like the moon dances through its celestial phases. There are times when we shine bright, full of light, when everything feels right. And there are other times where we're just a crescent in the sky, a sliver of a smile, a sliver of love, a sliver of hope. So here's my question to you. In those moments when you find yourself a mere sliver, how do you keep the fabric of your life woven tightly? How do you fuel the embers of happiness and stoke the fires of your will to press on? Contemplate this. Share your thoughts with others, your struggles, your triumphs, or write them down. Think about it. Because you see, we're all stargazers trying to navigate the constellations of our lives. So think about what it's going to take for you to continue to find the joy even in your lowest moments, to find the hope to pull you from the trenches. This is where your Pillars of Wellness journey begins. Finally, a little tease of what's to come. I've been on a journey, not across the globe, but inward too. Leading guided meditations and mindfulness sessions that span from corporate halls to quiet corners of the world. And next week, I get to bring a piece of that tranquility directly to you. That's right. Next Monday, join me for an episode dedicated to the art of guided imagery. So plan ahead. Find a space where you can be at peace. Grab a pen and your most cherished journal and prepare for an episode that promises to be both a retreat and a revelation. I'll guide you through your own journey of manifestation for the new year. Come with an open heart, an open mind, and the courage to be true to your own feelings. Thank you for joining me on this episode of 7 by 35. Remember, every journey, whether it takes you around the globe or into the heart of your own life, is a journey worth taking. I'm Daphne Clark, And I can't wait to share the next chapter of our adventure. Until then, stay curious, stay open to new experiences, keep breathing, keep learning, and keep journeying.